good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't like doing press, no, do you? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm I don't like photos. You know, I play the tuba in a band, and the tuba is placed far, you know, in the back. So that's my thing to just be there in the. You're the support the, staff. Yeah, I'm 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 more like um, I want to do. Yeah, be there and uh, and do what I need to do, and but not in the front. I I like to be in the back. Yeah. you know, I'm I'm a producer, but I'm I used to call I I call myself like a practical producer. I, I which is of course what the producer do, but it's more like um, the practical stuff, the logistics, and uh, you know the things that you can just see that okay, this is all happening now. Uh, but I don't I don't like to be in the front line, not at all. <laughs> Well, I, that's perfectly fine, and we don't even have to put a picture of you with the podcast. It's fine. No, that's yeah. good. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah, the, being a producer is great. I mean, I'm more, I, if I had to make a choice, I would say I'm probably more of a behind-the-scenes guy. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the, I love to support things that then do really well because of the work I did behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but that nobody knows that I did. Yeah, I understand you. That's also. But some days it's sort of like, I kind of want credit. Mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, like every now and then you want a little bit of credit. Yeah. But most days I don't. Like, you know, like thir- 25 days out of the month, I don't care about the credit or anything. I enjoy doing it. It makes me feel good to be that support mm. person. But every now and then it's sort of like, but I want a little pat on the back or a cookie or something nice. <laughs> Yeah, but normally people uh, you work with, they will, they will see what you are doing, and uh, and uh, they will give you this tap on your shoulder, and yeah, just to be sure that uh, I know that they are appreciating what I'm doing. But it's not like it, that's okay, that's fine. And also, I think it's fine that people just uh, acknowledge that I, I I've done the work, but I don't need to be shared at or clapped at and or be. In I would take paper. a raise. That's what I would take. It was good. It's a nice gesture to say yeah. we appreciate what you did. Here's a little bit more money. And that's of course. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> In, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, going back. First of all, actually, give me your uh, pronounce your name correctly for me. Yes, my name is Berthe Tungoden Innestal. And your role here at Leof is. I am uh, the producer of the festival. And uh, so I am. Um, I've been doing that for like now twelve years, I think. Um, and uh, that's my my job is to 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 make sure that uh, the festival is happening. To be very precise. I've coordinated my share of like festivals and events throughout my lifetime. The one that I almost always forget, which one event I actually literally did forget, was trash cans. Wow. Yeah, that's important. I know. Trash cans. People don't realize how important <laughs> trash cans are and how hard they are to find in short notice. Yes, of of course. But then you just have to improvise and try to find something that you can use. Yeah, I know. Get a cardboard box, right? Trash on it. Mm, yeah, for example. Yeah. And uh, you learn that when you're doing uh, these things because we are, of course, in a very remote place and uh, we can't just buy things uh, like very quickly. So we have to plan. So that's the thing, but uh, trash cans, of course, but uh, the most uh, maybe difficult things is like the equipment, you know, for the the techniques and um, that's very important to plan. Yeah, I've heard some stories which are in some of the other episodes about like that you have to order AV and technical equipment months in advance, mostly not because of 
purchasing and delivery, but because you're going to rent and to organize it to be delivered on time and everything is a bit yeah. time-consuming, uh, pre- preparatory. Yes, absolutely. So luckily, we have uh, we have another we have a, a tec- uh, technician that have that responsibility. So I don't have to do that. But uh, so he is collecting everything and trying to find out what uh, the artists need, and uh, and we are actually ordering from uh, Finland. We have this man that we have been working with for so many years, and he will come also and mount together with us. So Which that's is perfect. Odd. I mean, it's just funny as an American to be like, "Yeah, we're just going to order stuff from Finland." It's like, what? yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. not that far away, actually. No, it's not. And also that he's been working with the festival. I think yes, like for thirty years now. So uh, even before it became Liaf. So uh, so that's that's. Uh, Good. That's very good. So he is very reliable. Well, speaking of that, I want to hear the background. So, like, how did Leoff get started? So you even said it was was something else before it became Leoff. So, like, what's the yeah. history here? The story is that uh, there was this uh, Norwegian um, Norske Kunstforeningers, uh, what do you call it, Norwegian um, art societies or associations? I think you can call it. Yeah, they, those words seem to be pretty interchangeable, like association, organization, society, yeah, all these things. I hear them differently. Like in Iceland, they do it differently. In Norway, they do it and use it sort of somewhat differently. But and in America, of course, we do use it very differently. So yeah, yeah. And they were having this uh, annual meeting uh, here in Svalva for all the those associations in in Norway. And uh, then there was some uh, artists there, local, thought that okay, maybe we should have this small festival. Uh, during the, that, uh, or in in connection with that, and that started in um, 1991, and um, and then the, this seems like uh, to be a good idea, and people were very happy for that. So it continued to be like a festival for the region every second year, and then it uh, went on to until um, I think maybe 1999 or. 2000 I'm not quite sure then it ended to be an uh, changed to be an international festival they started to bring in international artists and then uh, in uh, 2010 uh, we were asked the North Norwegian Art Center was asked to take over the festival because it was only like you know not it was happening every second year but there were no people here to uh, kind of bring it from one year to another year so new people coming in so we were asked to do that and um, we did and uh, so since um, 2011 it has been what we call no LIAF Lofoten International Art Festival and um, every second year so uh, so it's been growing and it is still growing so then the pandemic come and we have to wait for this extra year so now it's three the last edition was in 1990 in 2019. Right. Now, it's called the Lofton, Lof, Lof, I'm so bad with pronunciations. Lofton? Lofoten. Lofoten. Oh my God, I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. Lofoten? Lofoten. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> Lofoten International <laughs> Arts Festival. Uh, now, what I'll, some people might not understand, which I didn't understand, to be honest, until I got here, is Lofoten is not a city or even a, really sort of a municipality. It's sort of more of a region of these archipelagos with many towns and cities and so on and so on. And so 
the festival itself is not sort of set in a single place, but every single time there's the event, it the curators, I assume, get to choose almost which town to work in. More or less. The thing is that um, uh, this Lofoten Islands, it's like what we have five uh, municipalities here. And the region is not very big. It lives like in total, I think, 26,000 people here. But we have, as you say, some bigger towns and then it's very many small places. So when we have the artists coming, uh, the, the curator coming here, they of, co- of course we show them uh, the, the region, but uh, then it is a discussion between them and us uh, where to, to put the festival. Because of course for us, we have the center here in Svolva, which is one of the main towns here in this region. And uh, um, if we are going to have a festival in like that, you have to drive for two hours, it's super difficult. And for the logistics, it will be just crazy. So it's more the, the forest place we had it is in Hanningsvarvi, it's just 30 minutes from here. So most of the festivals have been here in Svolva or five kilometers uh, outside Svolva to a place in ca- called Kabelvog, which we are going to be now in 2022. So, uh, and all of this is because we are using this uh, house. We have this uh, residency house, Kunstnerhuse in Svolva. Which I've been staying in, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. We are very happy to have that. And that's like... Uh, it's a place for us to place to have all the the artists and the curators and the visitors. That yeah, with the, we don't. It's nine rooms there, but it's still it's still uh, can house yeah those nine people. And uh, then we also rent cabins in that area. And also the art center is here, so where we have all the equipment and the administration. Uh, yeah, so it's not like they. The curators actually can come and choose, but uh, we have done had some uh, residences. Like in 2019, we had residences in all other places in in this area. So uh, and that's we had artists staying there for maybe one month, two months. And uh, but this year we were not doing exactly that. So uh, this year's um, choose of uh, Kabelvog was was the curator's choice, choice but um, we agreed. I mean, it's still only five kilometers from here, so that's not that far. So, but we want, of course, ideally, we would use all of Lofoten, but it's 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 not practical, possible. Would be amazing, though, wouldn't it? It would be really amazing. Have, then, have people ever like done stuff on the tops of the mountains or out in the water? Yes, actually. Really? Yeah. So we had one year. We had this uh, um, artist made this uh, big uh, sculpture on the top of uh, a mountain over, yeah, a little bit further from here. So it's everything is possible. And also on the water, we had sculptures on the water, lying there for one month, very close to the shore here. But uh, yeah, it's everything is possible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, just as a, and just as a sort of a technical background, so like. How is all of this sort of funded? Because I know Norway has amazing arts funding, or at least comparatively amazing arts mm-hmm. funding. So, like, I know everybody everybody complains about their funding in their region, but comparative to places like America and other places where people listen to this, you all fund your arts very, very well. Yes. And um, 
based on that, that we, uh, the art center, which is a uh, official, uh, yeah, we are an institution and we get our fundings from the 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 county and the and, and the municipality, the three um, from the the counties in the area here, and also uh, what you call money from the state. To, so to speak and um, uh, so also in this when we were asked to take over the festival there was some money following that was earmarked for for the festival and uh, then we are um, of course uh, we have to apply for other fundings so we can't just we need more than uh, what we have in the uh, as a base so every uh, every edition we have to do that. So we go out like well, other artists and institutions in in uh, or institutions here in the in Norway and uh, make the applications and send them and um, hope to get a good uh, answer from them. Well, and also I would imagine a lot of the artists on their side would also apply for funding yes. from wherever they're from, since it's an international arts festival. And oftentimes, you know, embassies and places like that will uh, will help out with these kinds of projects as well. Yes, that's correct. And also the embassies will help out with the with the sending press and uh, so uh, yeah no so we use a lot of time to to write applications and send them so um, don't we all yeah we do <laughs> that's the way to do it so um, but of course we are lucky we have this this funding in in the ground in the bottom so we can use and uh, have so but uh, even though it's not enough and also we have of course the art center and we have some people here that can be uh, we are all working with on this together even though uh, we have the LIAF have or we have our, our own economy in the art center's economy now going back to the residency and what I, the thing I'm sort of wondering about is is there a direct relationship between the residency and LIAF so for instance if I was a practicing artist and I said you know what in two years, I want to be part of the next layoff. And would coming and participating in the residency be something that might, let's call it, better your chances of participating in layoff? No. Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> it's not working uh, like that. No, no, no. no it's no. good to know yeah. that it doesn't work like yeah. that. No, no, absolutely not. The thing is that uh, the curators, they are choosing the artists. And uh, of course, they're programming the the festival, so it's up to the curators to find out uh, which artists. So, and uh, what we have done uh, several times is that we invite the, especially the the artists in the region here, to send the portfolios, which the uh, the curators can go through, and then they can uh, see what uh, kind of artists they will work to work with, or what they find interesting, or. They sometimes they are going out for the studio visits, and um, so they're working. It's it's different from year to year, but uh, whatever you have done before, uh, <laughs> like have a, re, uh, a, a residency here or been visiting the art center, it it kind of it's very nice, but it would not affect the choice for the curators. It's good to know that there's sort of there's no relationship between the two is what it is. Yeah. So because you have independent outside curators come in to do Leoff, that they have no knowledge or experience with whatever anybody's done here previously, basically. No, no. So, okay. But of course, we present uh, the artists we have in the area and the most, of course, the curators, they are asking and want to know and get the information they need to do their, their selection. Mm.
Fair enough. Now, there's you brought up the the different locations that you would do these in, and what I've also found very interesting, which again, prior to coming here, I had not no clear knowledge of this, which was that you do not use the sort of standardized like galleries, institutions, or any of these kinds of things. So you, so you as the production coordinator, you got like a little extra something on there, but he's, you have to oftentimes clean up places, I would imagine. Absolutely. Put, put in electricity or running water or as necessary. So, but you, it's a, it's a choice. And I'm sort of interested, why did you all choose not to work with sort of um, more traditional exhibition spaces, but to choose to work with underutilized spaces? Uh, first of all, because we don't have those traditional spaces so so we we don't have that so uh, i okay, mean we have at the art center we have a, a gallery here but of course that will not be enough so we need and we need more space and uh, and um, this has been the nature of the festival through all years uh, so so it's it's um it's what kind of the the, the festival is based on uh, to find this uh, different places and of course that is also a very big challenge and a, a, a very big job i think i've been to every possible empty buildings in this area throughout many years now because oh by checking out see if it's available some of the venues i have been um, hanging on the neck of the uh, the owner for many years before they say yes because we are renting it for like two and a half months and uh, normally the most of the owners of empty buildings they want to sell it or rent it out for a longer period so uh, yeah so the choose uh, the, the reason we choose to do this is that uh, this is what is available and also would change the festival from year to year so it it's not like static it's um, yeah we had the garage we had the I mean, we have been everywhere. So, and last time we were in 2019, we had the whole building of a, a former newspaper uh, location. So, um, or uh, that was four floor with uh, absolutely no water, no electricity, no nothing, and a lot of uh, stones because they're breaking down, took took down some walls, and I mean, it's been really, really much work. This year, we are so lucky to have this uh, this school children's school primary school that have been um, closed now and uh, and we can use it so we have been uh, working a lot to to empty it and we'll also work more now and we also have this uh, we have uh, other locations this year that are not that uh, challenging like we have this gallery this um, gallery where the infrastructure is uh, it's very nice aspolin Gallery Aspolin, and uh, we are using uh, the North Norwegian uh, Art and Film School's black box, which also is super perfect. Yeah, it's a beautiful black box. It's a it's a sort of a studio, but they can also put chairs down and make it into a theater and things like this. I mean, and it's got full trussing, rigging, soundproofing. I mean, it's really, really sort of top notch. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so that will, uh, and that's very good. So, of course, uh, th it's challenging to use, even though we have the water, just uh, water and uh, electricity at the school, it will still be, yeah, you know, a lot of things to to uh, clean up and uh, but I I'm uh, I'm very happy uh, for this year's editions look the locations for this year's edition it's not that challenging it's it's been before because we have used sheds we have used I don't know I have to mention everything but it's been it's been really many uh, many funny uh, 
applications. Have um, you done one on a boat yet? Not on a boat. That's Not shocking. Yet. Yeah, it is. I know. But we have been talking about that because uh, one year we absolute it was so difficult. We couldn't find any location and we were starting to get uh, quite stressed because uh, yeah, so many crazy ideas what to do. And then uh, we actually seriously discussed to rent this big boat yeah, and barge. have everything yeah. on the boat. But uh, we then in the end we found some other location that I think is better. You know, September here can be really rough for the, on the water and, you know, wind okay, and storms. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I think that would be pretty impressive to like put on a part of a festival on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> on an island. Right. Oh, you could even make it like an elite thing where you like have to take a water taxi out to the boat. The boat oh. is out in the harbor. It's not actually like docked. Like you could really have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's my art project coming. Yes. Um, so in... The other thing is, is I, I heard a lot about sort of like the who is who you hope to be coming, who the festival is for. There's a lot of stuff about the the local school children and the local and the film academy and all these other kinds of things. Because to a certain extent, this is in a reasonably like worldwide remote place, and so the honest truth is, not a lot of like footfall is going to be coming out here. You're not. It's, this is not. Art Basel, this is not, you know, Miami, all these kinds of places. So it it, it really, it's, it feels like it was sort of designed initially to, to include and increase art exposure here in the region. Mm. And one of the emphasis seems to be the school children. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Am that's I understanding correct. that correctly? Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, correct. As I said, they're living 26,000 people in this uh, area and uh, and we are not expecting like uh, thousands of thousands and thousands of people coming in because it's quite expensive to travel here and um, I so, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the audience is uh, the, the important audience for us are of course the locals uh and uh, and then uh, we have this very good mediations program for the all the school the, all the, the the children living here more or less and um, I would like to do a little translation mediation here in Norway seems to be a word that's used for the idea of like being a docent or a public outreach or things like this so like because when I first heard it I was like mediation in America in, in American English Mediation is often what's done between two um, plaintiffs, mm -hmm. uh, people in court. Mm -hmm. They mediate, I, yeah. or like a spouse is going. They mediate a divorce, that, or or something. Like that. So it's generally an argumentative thing that mediation has to get between. Yeah, that's not. So, I don't. That's not what you mean. No, at all. no. It's more I like an outreach program. Yeah, it is, and uh, maybe it's better to call it like a learning program. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's a better word yeah. for it. So let's, in English. In English, yes. Uh, we have been discussing this, so uh, we are aware. Um, I don't know why uh, this mediation is. Uh, the mediation has been like. The, I've heard it in other contexts in Norway, so like it's not just you or anything like that. It's 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 a commonly used word for that, and basically I've had to learn it, but the listeners haven't had to learn it, so I'm just no. clarifying for them. That's so I, I'll continue with uh, calling it the learning program. Probably a smarter direction. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the learning program is like the, the kids here have been uh, able to attend, I don't know how many uh, contemporary art festivals uh, during their uh, their school years. Uh, I would say not many. 
no, but they here here is it is many every second year. Yeah, they get access to uh, contemporary art. Uh, right outside the the door, even though they're living here in this, uh, as you call it, remote area. And um, is that impolite for me to call it? Remote? No, it's it's fine. It's okay. quite. It's fine. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was like you, yeah. anybody takes it offensively. No, but we we also say that. So okay, the, yeah, 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 okay, sure, I no mean, problem. Because like you know, like it's it it is remote, but it still has. <laughs> It <laughs> is remote. Sounds, it, sounds, I was gonna, it still has civilization here. Like I mean, it's not the arctic tundra or no, anything no. we mean, have cafe latte and yeah. you know everything is there a starbucks here I didn't even no notice. no okay then <laughs> you're not, not really civilization oh, okay <laughs> so interesting wait i haven't even seen any fast food of any sort there's no, no like mcdonald's have... nothing like that none no, of that no are you d- no for all practical purposes wait a minute i haven't even seen a traffic light is there a traffic I light? I think you can meet them on uh, some of the bridges because they are so small and narrow. So, right. yeah, yes. But okay. no much. Uh, no, we have roundabouts. Yes. Well, that's smarter mm. anyways. Mm. But, mm. you know, that's just a, a engineering thing. But, okay, go on. Yeah. So the, the learning program. So the kids uh, can, uh, the children can uh, can um, attend the festival every second year. So, uh, Okay, let's give the math. It's like uh, they're going for school for uh, 10 years and then they'll at least maybe have five. So uh, festivals they can attend. So that's very important for us. And we uh, actually use this, really work on the, on the learning program. We have this um, colleague of me that uh, will uh, take care of all the... the so every, every day do, throughout the festival, there will be uh at least i think it's four school classes coming and having workshops have a look at the the and to be in the in the the venues and uh with the teachers that are navigating and uh, telling them about the art and uh mediate it and uh, and then also uh, it is uh, for uh, five kids that we are hired for what we call Leaf Loose, which is kind of a Leaf Pilot. Uh, people that they will do their own stuff there and uh, come up with ideas to, to bring other youth in and uh, to see the the show. And uh, so that's actually what we are. We are using a lot of energy in that. That's very important for us. And also, of course, it's important with all the other audience coming to Lofoten. But we know, as I said, it's expensive and it's it's kind of far away. And and uh, but there normally will come uh, school classes or uh, students from other academies or t- from uh, architectural uh, architect architectural schools architectural schools. And um, yeah, other visitors coming up, most for the opening, but um, also throughout the festival. So, but I mean, we don't have that many audience in total. It might be like five thousand, but that's um, two thousand of those seven hundred. I think is uh, is uh, school children. Well, I mean, I've heard that even the Queen of Norway sometimes comes up for the yes, events. Yes, she have been here. Hmm. I would love a queen of anything to come to my events. That'd <laughs> yeah. be magnificent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so you put all this time, effort, all this into this physical event that goes on here. Do you also then add on any sort of things for people who can't travel here? So like social media, videos, yes. things like this to yes. make it so that even if people can't physically travel all the way here, that they can still experience the works in some way? Yeah. 
And that's also what we have done for uh, for the, the exhibition at, at the Art Center also now. We have, of course, because of the pandemic, uh, we have used more videos and films and uh, to put on our, our website so pe- other people also can see. And uh, we will do that also for this uh, festival because we know that, uh, yeah, people are not traveling that much. We don't know. Uh, it might be like people really want to travel now. I, I don't know how this will work, actually. I was recently reading a, a news article where they're saying that because of the previous lockdowns and COVIDs and everything, that there's going to be an excessively large amount of people traveling this yeah. year. Yeah. So mm, yeah, we have that to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. <laughs> Just to be prepared. Bit of a catch-22 on that one, but yes. So, all right. So back to the idea of the of what you do, which is production. So how long does it take to do this? So from, from the day that you will say we're going to start planning next the next biennial when when does that happen does that happen like the day after the previous one <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh, normal year what's happening is that uh, after the festival is uh, over like in uh, october and beginning in beginning of uh, october uh, you then all take tropical vacations uh, we just lock the door and go out no we, then we have to de month everything we have to, to uh, send it back and the, the you know and leave the the like locations uh, back to the owners as we found it and yeah and then you have to write all the reports and do the the accounting and uh, so then means that we are maybe in december or something and then we start thinking about what about the next uh, edition of course we have had some thoughts already but then normally we are higher in already in uh, in 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 spring we start to work to find the new curators for the next edition. Okay, so the first step is find curators. Yes, and uh, of course based on uh, some ideas that already the advisory board have uh, thought out, and uh, and we are starting to to think about how will the next edition be, and then we have normally uh, invited uh, curators to apply. In 2000 and for this edition, uh, this 2022, we had this open call. So, but that was the first time. And uh, so normally we just we invite maybe 10 or 20 people to to apply. And uh, so yeah, and then we find the curators, and then we start planning. And uh, what are, they will come up with a concept or an idea, what they want to do. We go and see about uh, okay, are we going to do it uh, in Svolva, Kabelog, Hanisvar, or wherever. And then because they will be here then for the first time to see the area, maybe they haven't been to Norway even. And then uh, and then we start working. So what will this be? And uh, we start to apply for fundings, uh, yeah, the locations, and uh, and uh, also the the idea what we want to do do uh, about the uh, the residences and um, are we doing residences and where are we doing them and yeah, so I, I would say like uh, more or less you you need two years. That's that's you should as soon as possible after the uh, the the you're finished with the la- the edition that was previously as soon as you finish the grant reporting start applying again for more grants and Got then it. maybe you can would like to have some weeks off <laughs> some holiday or something that mm. uh, yeah for normally it's not uh, possible to have uh, any vacations during the you know the months before the oh, festival yeah, like no, no this no. summer no holiday for me 
Well, I mean, because the, it is, it's the International Arts Festival. So that means you have artists from international. This year in particular, you have curators that are international, so mm. they're not local curators. So, like, how important is it to ha- to sort of blend together, mix together, combine the international artists and curators with the regional? It, it, do you even show regional artists? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Is that sort of a part of the mission to also sort of incorporate the regional? Yeah, artists? we we would li- we want uh, to in- of course have a regional artist, but it's more like uh, again, it's the curator's choice. That's why we also present, of course, the the, the regional artists there. So, and then it, it might be one, it might be four, it might be. I mean, it's. But it's a it's important. It's uh, we are in in uh, in north of Norway, and uh, we want uh, at least uh, to be some uh, artists res- represent Norway at least, so to speak. It's the curator that uh, do the programming. So, and we uh, we have all always have some uh, artists from Norway or north of Norway. Then going back a little bit on that, so when you decide, you mentioned in the past that the curators had been invited, but this time there was an open call put out. When it comes to the artists, is there an open call put out, or is it? It's also just invitation only. Yes. Okay. Mm, yes, it is only invitation. So I don't know. Maybe they had an. Uh, I think they have had one way back that they had this open call for artists, but it's not what we do is there a reason for that i think it's maybe it's not that manageable to uh, to have a open calls can take a lot of time and effort yeah because like you have to go through everything and then tr- and then follow up with everybody and there's a lot to that that people don't understand and and it's it's a lot of work and i think also for the curators it's uh, for them to set the program it's then they can invite what they mean fits into the show that they want to make so as easy as that all right so going into the sort of day-to-day nature of like your job so because we're talking to you so what what you know on an average week because i know every day is different and all that kind of stuff but like on an average week what are some of the sort of uh, responsibilities that you have and as they change over the time because like i'm sure in the beginning of the process of a biennial it's very different than like the last month of the, right up until the exhibition. <laughs> so, you know, give us a little overview of sort of the different tasks and responsibilities and, and issues and that you sort of are there to mitigate. Yeah. So, as I said, the, the location, that's the first priority. And then to make sure that we are applying. And then uh, it will be more like uh, un- try to have an understanding of the festival, what we are doing this year and who the artists are that will be invited. And then is to um, make sure that we have all the people we need uh, to hire, like we used to have a hire chef, we hire uh, technicians and um, yeah other people that we need and then started to plan how to do this and then it will be all the discussion and the emails going back and forth between the curators and the the, the artists and the people involved so uh, my tasks are from 
buying uh, stuff for the festival to uh, make sure that we have the all the transport the international transport which takes a lot of time and uh, uh, the 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 contracts with all the artists the flights uh, the accommodation um yeah i Sometimes I find it really hard to to explain what I'm doing, but it's all these details, and then you have to be in contact with the municipality, with the the landlords, with the uh, other that you need maybe to to do something special. Then you have to seek uh, apply for something or um, planning to uh, have. Uh, yeah, like the, if there's going to be um, a seminar or. If, I don't know. It's so many details. Sometimes I, I'm not able to get down. You know, you're writing emails, answering, answering, and then it just keep coming in on top of it. So, uh, and because it's it's a very, uh, it's many people have never never been to Norway. They are, of sure, for sure, not been to Lofoten, and so very many questions about. Uh, what to expect there? What to do? How to to find to find out? Give an answer from. We have many, 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 many questions uh, around the, the 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 sun or the how to come here or, and then you have of course uh, the the rest of the the group here to uh, the the uh, the rest of the star staff who have to be informed what's happening to involve them and. Uh, to have enough energy to actually tell them that okay, you, I need help for this instead of just oh, I don't have time to uh, to get any help, um, so I just do it myself, and then you know the task gets more and more and more. So, um, so delegating authority is is part of it as well. Yeah, it is, and it sometimes the more stressed you are. It's the too difficult. Then it gets more and more difficult to do that to tell people what you need. Oh, help. absolutely. The more stress you get, the more you're like, it's got to get done. It's got to get done right because I don't have to do it. Want to do it twice? Yeah. So then you you just you just take it on to yourself instead of passing it on to somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah, mm, I know. I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> so and then it's uh, to find out uh, to get the images from the the venues to uh, measure um, the menus to, the venues to. Uh, uh, find out what kind of equipment we have here, uh, what is working, what is not working. Uh, can we have artists doing this or that? Can we? Can they come here for something, doing, building, um, so all that. And, and you need to know a lot of people in the area because you have to have someone to ask. So it's very good to be very polite and have a good relationship with the most of the people here. That, uh, that makes your job very much easier. And trying to to um, not get in conflict with anyone, and all, always think that I'm, I'm because I'm living here. I'm gonna live here also after this leaf and the last leaf and the next leaf. Right. So uh, so don't piss off the people. Here no, no, no. It's so important too. to just have a good relationship with everyone. That will help you in the future, and not only now but also later. So. Well, and you mentioned something which was the residencies and that some some people, I mean, so it's the, the residency, the quote unquote residency has nothing to do with Leof. If an artist has been invited to be part of Leof, there is the opportunity to potentially come here and 
produce work here or be influenced by here and then go back to their studio and make other things, whatever. But there's the, there is that opportunity to sort of interact with and or actually produce here at the at the festival yeah we have that also is different from uh, edition to edition uh, sometimes we had uh, uh, artists living here for maybe months because they're doing a project that will require that um, this year we're not that much so uh, so um, but we have the possibility to uh, for them to use the artist house if uh, but that's also a budget question so it's it it's uh, because of course uh, for us even though we have the house it's the, the 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 artist house have their own economy so we kind of have to move money from our account to their account so it's not for free right it's, we have to pay for it and um, but this year it was we are not at that many uh, residences so it's also a um, yeah, how the the whole show will go on, and the curator are working, and uh, what they want. So, but the possibility is there. So, and of course, this year again we have the 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 COVID. So, uh, like maybe I don't know. Normally, there have been the artists, the curators will have been up many times, but of course, this it was not possible. So we had a lot of meetings online. Uh, normally we would have the presence of the some artists and the curators m- much more than we had this this time so but it have been working well uh, even though we have we have managed to come as far as we have with the uh, only the digital meetings and of course we have had some they have been here the art, the curators all right anything else i mean the only other thing that i could think of that that i want what's the sort of projected idea for the intention of the future of the festival because some festivals are of a certain size and they like being that size and they don't want to grow or they don't want to change or they don't want to whatever where some other festivals are looking to expand and do more of xyz thing whatever so like what's the the proposed idea for the future of leof which is always going to potentially change we know but you know at the moment at the moment we have been growing for the for yeah throughout the years and uh, what so i'm not sure if we are go, going to grow even more because we i am not sure if we have the the organization for it because when you grow then you also have to to follow up with the organization i'm 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 the only one that's working with Leaf uh, as my regular job and doing that. So you're the only full-time employee yeah. for the whole festival. Yes, I am. So um and even even um yeah, even now it's kind of I yeah, it's how to say it. It's uh we are kind of full now. It's we have we have uh, we have to expand uh, with also with the staff if sure. you are going to do it any bigger than we do I understand now. you don't want yeah. to take on any more responsibility no, than you already are. I got it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's why I I I don't know. Uh, we have been uh, discussing this, and this is something that also the advisory board and leader here are they are they know about it. So we have to find out if we are kind of putting a number saying that we have not. It's not possible to have more than. 25 artists we can do uh, that many projects because DF is not only in September it's also we have been in Venice we are going to Oslo now and and uh, so we are doing stuff throughout or uh, uh, throughout the years and also while we are kind of waiting for the DF happening here so is yeah I, I'm not sure I don't know 
where we will end, but uh, hopefully we can say that, okay, this is as big as we can get now. Otherwise, we have to think about how to, to fill up the, um, the uh, who, who will do the work, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the well, the amount of effort and work that's put in is one whole set of things. The amount of funding also would be another thing. Of course. Like, you know, I mean, it, you you all as a board, uh, an advisory board could say like, okay, we want to grow and we want to go in this direction. But like, if there's no funding for that direction or even sort of just additional funding to grow, mm. it, you know, wishes and desires aren't always the, what people are willing to fund. No, that's that's right. So, uh, and also, I don't know. There's uh, we have the festival in September, and uh, for I mean, for the um, the flights, the accommodation. Earlier, it was like is the June and July, maybe May, June and July, August. That was the main tourist season. But well, now I'm you have here. these shoulder seasons that have been now all year. So uh, we see that we have earlier there was nearly no uh, tourists here in the winter, and at least not in the autumn because yeah, it's rainy and you know. But now it's it's not it's 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 a change. So it's also. Again, of course, a budget question, but you have to. It's also that you you can pay whatever you want, but if there are no rooms, then I mean, sure, what okay, to do? so oh, right, so and you, there are no you, flights. I mean, you have to make this crazy uh, itinerary to get people here. I mean, so that, that's also a thing. How many people can we actually uh, Wait, receive every, here? Everybody talks about flights, isn't there? Isn't there a boat ferry that comes here as well? Absolutely, yeah. it is, but it's not going that often. And uh, if it's bad weather, then they doesn't go at all. Doesn't go at all. No, at all. And you have the coastal line, Hurtigruten, which is going that six hours from here to Buda. But uh, you will arrive in the middle of the night in Buda, so uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's not that easy. And you have this small small plane from Buda to here. Which, I know, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't that small. I've been on smaller. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, in Mexico, I flew on a plane that the each seat had their own door. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just well, like a one row, yeah. literally. Thing. It was quite because the, the door, my door, didn't lock. So like, so wow. they, they said, "Oh yeah, he just just hold the door closed." I'm like, "Are you of course. kidding me? Like, so we're about to go flying, and you're just telling me to hold my door." So, anyways, yeah, yeah, no, no it's not that. Yeah, it's not that. But that means that you you don't get that many people anyway. They all have to have one seat each. So, uh, well, but that's an interesting dilemma, like because like you could theoretically say, "Hey, we want to grow, we want to do bigger, we want to attract more people," but quite honestly, there just might not be enough hotel rooms or what accommodations. Just that's right. Period, mm. which is an interesting dilemma. Which, you know, in some ways, you all have started to address because you've actually t- decided to take the festival to other locations. So, the like in Venice and like in mm. uh, the other one, which is Oslo. Oslo. It's mm. Oslo. Okay. So you know, so like that's another sort of way to accomplish some mm. sort of expansion that you know doesn't uh, bump into those limitations of this region. So you have to, of course, take a, a you have the overview and see, okay, what is possible to do, what do you want to do, and uh, uh, I don't think we have the intention is not to to grow. Actually, I think we will kind of find that this is what we can manage, and um, but maybe we can do it in other way. Maybe we can have, I mean, a pilot somewhere or in Norway. I was thinking in the north of Norway. So we'll see. It's up to the advisory board to find out. <laughs> You're just the employee. I am just the employee. 
yes. in, in some ways that's a great position. Yeah. Yeah, I do what I uh, have to do, and uh, then they can think out the the nice and uh, good thoughts. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. Before you leave, we would like to thank you for listening all the way through the entire episode. We would appreciate it if you would share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, studio mates, anybody with an interest in the arts and creative endeavors. The building and strengthening of the arts and creative community, not only today, but for the future, is at the core of our mission for this podcast. They can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are produced by 5014. The audio was edited by Cush Audio Services, and the music was created by Pete Bybee. The Wise Fool Art Podcast is supported in part by an EEA grant from Iceland, Liechtenstein, and Norway in an effort to work together for a green, competitive, and inclusive Europe. We would also like to thank our partners Hunt Kastner in Prague, Czech Republic, and Kunst Centrene i Norge in Norway. Links to EEA grants and our partner organizations are available in the show notes or on our website, wisefoolpod.com.